Thank you for the listening to the Red Cat Podcast. Welcome to the Seawolf. Today we are here and we're going to talk about a special week that is the Mental Health Illness Awareness or aka oh. Green Ribbon Week. I I think in our old school we always had to know about Green Ribbon Week or you know the Mental Health Awareness and I think it was me and Afton who did film together and we had to make videos that would you know that would probably like what was it for like the program or like the winning thing Afton directing change yes directing change it was create you had to do your own creative way of showing like you know like anything with a mental health illness that people have and then you have to make a video about it to show like they're not alone and you can you know make them feel more comfortable with it and not make them feel isolated. And it's a tough subject about it too. Cause mm. you know, other people who have it are struggling and we don't know it and we can't see what they're seeing and we don't know what, you know, what they're dealing with it. Cause we're not in their body and mind. So it's kind of hard for others with it as well. I remember when we were at our old school, I remember a lot of the films were like, surrounding depression and i remember well that was before i got diagnosed but i remember like all the films really made it seem like they were for the mental health matters category and all the films submitted that i saw really made it seem like um it's like an instant fix like you get help and it's completely fixed mm-hmm. so i was like i feel like this year i want to do something that's positive but it doesn't have like you know that like unrealistic like expectations for therapy like it's not gonna work immediately like it takes a long time but it does help and so me and lucy entered a film and we got second place of yeah yeah county i'm gonna be investing all of our winnings into the rat chat podcast Um, (laughs) we're gonna buy real estate you're gonna buy a big chunk of land and we're gonna have like a commune there um, and no one's allowed to leave. <laughs> no, but I really loved your guys' film. I like oh, that really? you chose the subject of OCD, which I think, you know, like you said before, the film's really centered around depression. And it's not that depression isn't a struggle. I mean, a lot of us have depression. Of course it is. But, like, mental um, like health issues like OCD are severely underrepresented. And then also like misrepresented when they are represented so I think it's important to have that perspective from someone who's like affected by something like that and can bring awareness about it that isn't that isn't stereotyping it and but also not glorifying it either so I think you guys did a really good job oh thank you and the topic is something very like serious because a lot no not a lot but some people with OCD it's not Oh, you know, they can't, they they can get over it. It's not good because, you know, they have unwanted thoughts that they don't want to repeat over and over again. And Mm I, I had to do a, I had to do like a paper on OCD and I had to do many more papers because I'm in AP psychology. And so we had to learn about this. So like the struggle of OCD, it's very severe and not like something to joke around. You can't just say, oh my God, my OCD is like happening and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you can't say that because people who have it really struggle about it and they will get a little tiny like tick 
and they can't get rid of it. Yeah. Growing up with it, I always like, it was probably like, oh my God, once a day in elementary school, I heard someone use it in that way. Like, oh, I am so OCD. Like everything has to be perfect. And like when I was really struggling with it, it was super like, it hurt to hear that. I just think like when people say it randomly, like, oh, okay, cool. That's like a joke for you. But like, if you say it all the time without getting diagnosed, it's like, okay, you need to stop because you don't know what people are actually going through with OCD. Mm -hmm. And I hate it when people are like, oh, I'm so depressed and everything. And, you know, my like stress anxiety is rising up and I don't know what to do. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm just so depressed. It's like, well, first of all, do you even know if you got diagnosed? Mm -hmm. Do you even know what it's like really about? You can't just be sad and that's it. Like when you have like depression diagnosed, it goes a hard subject for people. I'm just saying right now, because with depression, you have unwanted thoughts as well. Yeah, I think like, like it depends on the context, because I think a lot of a lot of people are like way more vocal about having mental health problems and like how stress contributes to it. But I do think like, yes, words like OCD and depressed and like anxious it's different because anxious in general is a feeling anyone can be anxious but then it's like anxiety it's like chronic anxiety itself is a whole different thing so I think those words I think like oh you know I'm having like like if for example if you couldn't go to like a concert that you wanted to go to and you're like oh I'm so depressed that I couldn't go to this concert it's like yeah I mean you're bummed out about it (laughs) Yeah, Um, but it's not the biggest deal. And then I guess with anxiety, the same is applicable. But again, I think you know, anxiety is a a feeling that pretty much everyone experiences. But it's like the context in which in which it is used, where it's like OCD is in a different boat because it's like so severely like misrepresented in like media and in general that like people just don't understand like why saying something like that is like hurtful. When I was little, I I didn't know a lot about it even though I have it. I didn't know a lot about it and then hearing all of the like misconceptions, I believed those. And it made me like think that I didn't even have it. Because I was like, oh, I'm not like that. I'm like this. But it was like the complete opposite way around. It just, it goes beyond. And then when people, I hate it when people make fun of it too. Because it just like, it just triggers. Like for me, I have nothing diagnosed. So I don't want to say I have anything. Mm -hmm. But when I hear other people's stories, it makes me feel so sad that I don't want to say I know how they feel. But I know what pain they're going through of what they experience and what they're dealing with every day. If someone's going through like a mental illness, I will always be there. I'll be there. I'll be there like if they need help and everything like it's it's serious because, you know, with mental illness, it's not something to joke about and it's not something you can hide it. If you have something that is going to like, you know, affect you a lot, you can always speak up about it, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's serious. And I don't know, I feel like, again, from my psychology class, I learned so much about it. It just makes me feel more, I don't know, like, it made me feel more like sad. Because, you know, when I was, I think, 12 or 13, I was having like, like, I think 
body dysmorphia, but it wasn't like severious. I was just saying like, I'm just too fat. I'm just too fat. I look, I look ugly. I look stupid. I look nothing good. I'm not going to be really cool. No one's going to like me. I look like a troll. Like I had those thoughts, but then again, I can't just say I'm diagnosed with it. It's just stuff that happens in your mind, but it can go away as, as well, you know? Yeah. And you don't have to be diagnosed to like know that you have certain experiences, which is I think a big misconception. Like I didn't have to be like diagnosed to know that I had anxiety and not that I am diagnosed. Like, yeah, it helps because then I can, you know, get treatment for it. But like there are certain things you can go through at certain times and the traits or the symptoms that you're dealing with can all align with certain things. And you just might not be able to get diagnosed or you just for whatever reason aren't diagnosed but that doesn't take from the fact that you were probably experiencing something pretty serious and you know a diagnosis doesn't necessarily change how severe it is again it's a hard subject to talk about i keep repeating about it but it really is you can't just make fun of like something that someone has because it will affect them and it will change what their thinking is cuz you don't want that person to think of something else you know yeah mm-hmm. I think like what you were saying, like, oh, I don't need it to be diagnosed with anxiety. I can tell myself like I have like anxiety as well, because I think when my. I don't I remember an incident, just can't think of it right now, because it was like something to do with I lost something that was important to me and I started to have an anxiety because I needed it for school and I couldn't find it everywhere. So I like I trashed my whole room just to find this one item like books were everywhere paper trash everywhere and I found it and I felt calm but then I had another anxiety because I had to clean my room because it was all a mess (laughs) it's hard to talk about it because I hate saying it well anxiety is like stress in a sense it's just it's almost constant like it's stress or like it's beyond because it's not just nervousness it's it's the stress and the nervousness and then possibly, like, compulsive thoughts. The pauses are so, like, awkward. I don't really know how to, like, fill in the silence because it's, like... I know, it's I a, don't know either. It's an awkward, like, subject. Like, it's an awkward yeah. like thing to talk about, which is fine. It's, it's not awkward. It's just tough to talk about it because you don't want to say anything wrong. Yeah. And yeah. you don't want to say anything bad, you know? Because everyone doesn't have the same experience, so, like... Yeah. And you can't just say, oh, that's not what happened to them. That's fake. And you, you know, you can't show proof if someone's faking it or not. If they have it, they probably do. I will say that, like, of course, like, there are people out there who, like, post things like that for attention. But what mentally well person is posting about things like that for attention? Exactly. Because even if it is solely for the purpose of attention, they are seeking that attention for some reason it could be that you it could even be like oh I'm pretending to have certain mental illnesses to to get attention and that is still a mental health issue in and of itself yeah because like it could go around with I think with social anxiety or Mm -hmm. social like isolation I think a lot of people would say that they don't have those symptoms but they post it on their or like social media and stuff just to get that attention so they feel more you know they get that validation yeah Yeah. validation that's a good word and that's a really good word because you know you don't know what's going on with their life with a traumatic event that happened to them or you don't know what's going on with their life when you know 
when something bad happened. I always noticed this. It's so weird, but like, I've always seen like merch of like mental illnesses and mental disorders. And it's always like rubbed me the wrong way. But like, yes, even still now, I still see stuff like that. Like, I'll go to like Target and I'll see shirts with like OCD and then under it will be like obsessive Christmas disorder. And then yes. yeah. <laughs> there's even like there's social anxiety, like sweatshirts and stuff like that. I don't know. It's so weird. I think it pisses me off when they have those type of shirts. I don't know, like a shirt that says like against OCD and it's all like rainbow and stuff. I'm just like, I don't see anyone would wear that. And if someone is, I'm just going to like question them like, oh, like, are you really against like OCD? And they'll be like, yeah, but you know, like it's an organization. Yeah, (laughs) it's an organization. (laughs) Like, uh, I don't know. I think like the merch and they're just saying like, you know, like what you said, like, oh, like obsessive Christmas disorder. I feel like that's just a joke. Like, Mm -hmm. like, at least they can make it funny. Like, try a little harder and I'll be on board. But I mean... You can't you know. just say Christmas. Like, <laughs> what if someone likes Halloween? Obsessive Halloween disorder. I know. Mm-hmm. I feel like into, like, the clothing line type of subject, I feel like it's all weird, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and all, like, the clothing line type of stuff. It just, I feel like, to me, it's, like, a kind of, like, a joke, but at the same time, I don't know how others take it as, you know? Because I, for me, I wouldn't take it for, like, as a joke. I think I'll take it, like, kind of a little bit serious because, you know, some cases for others i don't think it's like a joke to talk about it but some others don't care and they just you know move it on i see a lot of the people that manufacture the clothing like if it's a small brand who makes like social anxiety sweatshirts they usually say that they suffer from it and you know that's kind of their way of um releasing all that stress out Mm -hmm. which is i can totally understand like venting that way like through Mm -hmm. art but if you're releasing it onto like a piece of streetwear that people are gonna wear other people that see that aren't gonna have the context yeah they're just gonna see like a mental disorder on a shirt and that's so weird like why would you buy that if you don't i don't know that's like some forever 21 type of like (laughs) craze (laughs) i shopped at forever 21 i'm so sorry corbin (laughs) what'd you buy I bought that green and white checkered flannel and I posted it on my Instagram. Well, but like, you know what I'm talking about though? Like the t-shirts where it has like the unnecessary like messages. Oh, like the clearance I, rack. Like the, like the I just woke up like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. that one. Or like I'm craving pizza. Like that's so weird. Why would you have a shirt like that? Yeah, okay. But, I see what you what mean. I mean. Like, like not to like drag down my favorite area, but like Walmart. <laughs> <gasps> They would have, like, those type of shirts of, like, I'm busy gaming. I love those shirts. What do you mean? I have one of those. Or, like, I'm going bananas and it shows, like, the minions on it. Like, I love those. (laughs) You're, like, telling me my dream wardrobe. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Or, like, the Sesame Street shirts where it says, like, the game's all here. How do you know all these? Oh, my God. The game's all here. (laughs) I don't feel like anyone with a, a mental illness wants to wear a t-shirt displaying their mental illness. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, okay, it's like y'all were saying like with small businesses, some businesses do it where like they'll make a shirt with it and like the proceeds go towards like like charities, like a certain mm-hmm. percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I like it when they, they do that because like, or like you could wear the t-shirt if it's like, like say you're going to like, a rally or something like there's very few situations yeah. that like actually call for those t-shirts <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Because, like, if it was just wording, saying, like, I'm against OCD or something like a joke, like, you know, like what Afton said, like, like, oh, obsessive Christmas disorder. I think that's just, like, not wrong, like, not right. I feel like in those situations, maybe instead of wearing, like, a shirt like that, I think it'd be best to, like, buy a shirt from, like, an organization or a fundraiser with the logo on it you know like a mental health awareness fundraiser or organization Mm -hmm. and have a t-shirt with the logo on it instead of whatever else you might be considered buying (laughs) yeah like the little green ribbons they used to hand out at an old school they handed out some i think the first day of no 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 not the first day this the may 2nd they started handing those out and I wasn't there May 2nd. So I kind of felt bad and I, I almost cried because, you know, every single time I get a green ribbon, I put it on my backpack, but I take it off when green ribbon week is gone. So mm-hmm. I didn't have one this year. I might go over my old shoe box just to like have it on my backpack. But I remember this one time, this one person stole it and then smashed it on the floor. And oh my God. I don't want to like say it out. Like, you know, I don't want to expose them because it's, you know, whatever. Like, don't, let's not cancel this person. But it pissed me (laughs) off because they were just saying, people are so fake with theirs. They're just getting attention and everything else. We don't think we should support them because, you know, mental illnesses are probably fake. I'm like, that is a cancelable offense. I think it was like an eighth grader. And I was just like, you're, you're done. He was wearing like, I think like a, oh my God, I got to think of it. I gotta go in my yearbook. Actually, hold on. Those yearbooks were so expensive and like too expensive. I would prefer that school's yearbook than the school I'm currently at because I was looking at those and I was like, "Ooh, is it badly?" Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna get one because it's like my last year, you know. Mm -hmm. But like, I would like prefer a. Oh shit! I mean, a old school. Oh, you're back. You said, you said, blank, oh shit. I mean, they still have the posters up for our old school downtown, and it's so funny. And some of the buildings. I don't get it. Like, take that, take it down right now. Maybe (laughs) we can rent those buildings for the podcast. (laughs) We can take the posters with your movie money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which building would you want? Let's take the bank. Oh, yeah. The bank? Ooh, the, The the opera house. Mm-hmm. I honestly loved that building. It was Me literally too. like like three classrooms, and it was so quiet in there always. It was lovely. It was connected to like I don't know what it was connected to, but if you took like one door, it took you to like the fanciest looking lobby with like this beautiful elevator. And I don't know what that building was. It was a bank. It was a bank really? of America. Yes. Yeah. One time this kid, I, I remember his name, but I'm not going to name drop. And he literally, <laughs> um, but he literally threw a peanut butter sandwich down the stairs when you open the door and like go into the lobby. He saw someone walk by and he took a peanut butter sandwich and, and threw it down the stairs um, right after them. <laughs> the nice oh. stairs. I'm trying to think what building because that happened to mine and it was like moldy peanut butter jelly sandwich. However, it was in the um, opera. It wasn't. No, not the opera. Wait, the Roosevelt building. Roosevelt building. That one was a stinky building. That was like where I was just like, oh, no. Like he threw it and everyone was like screaming. I was like, what is going on? Holy shit. 
Okay. He threw it everywhere and it stuck on the wall too. Oh my god. Okay, you guys, I have an update. Yes. I can't find update? the kid. They never existed. Wait, but if we're gonna talk about our old school, we have to talk about that horrid mental health walk, that selfie walk. Yes, of course, of course. And I'm gonna say it out loud because I was in ASB when everything happened. So this happened on, you know, mental health. This like my tenth grade year ASB. They were talking about we should like you know prevent it and all, and talk about you know a walk. And so we didn't. They couldn't think of ideas. And then the next day, they're like, okay, guys, I thought we have this one idea. We do a selfie walk for a mental health illness awareness. Like, they weren't even raising money for, like, I'm pretty, like, okay, Corbin, correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I could be. But from what I heard anyways, they weren't even raising money to, like, to like, give it towards, like, a suicide prevention, like, charity or anything. Like, they were just, it was, like, an ASB fundraiser. I could be it wrong. Was. It was, yeah. it was, because what if, what's it called? I'm not calling them out, but I could. Our <laughs> principals, listen here, podcast, you can even cut this out. Um, Our old principals, they used our money and used it for their other school. And we didn't have anything to give it away, any charity of mental health illness. Basically, like, the whole point of that walk was, like, there was no point to that walk, really. It was because... no point. It was all fake. It was just and a the way And the only of, like... people who were going there were people who... Um, had to use my language had to and were quote asses. let's say mm-hmm. this i had to because i'm an asb and i got myself out of there because they wanted me to spend 40 dollars on what the shirt and food that's so what kind of food are they serving not good food because when i was in fucking high school musical the play their food was shitty as hell what they serve they serve like chicken rice and like beans and i'm like what the hell is this shit <laughs> beans and then they would get stater brothers sandwiches i can't get over beans why would they give you beans they gave us beans (laughs) (laughs) Mm. it pissed me off i'm like why in the whole world would you give us chicken rice and beans Beans. (laughs) but it's just it was pure bs they could have done a fundraiser in the school saying can you help charities around the world? Can you help us? But again, it wouldn't work out because their money was against with the principals and everything. But I yeah. think, you know, back then, if we didn't know it was about it, I think a lot of people would send so much money to help with the awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, bottom line, like the walk, like the whole point of that whole shtick was to get money into ASB's pockets, which was then going to the principals, which again is the whole reason we are no longer going to a performance arts school because of that mismanagement. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's it's just like the fact that they dressed it up and made it seem like it was oh it was for suicide awareness and all this when they're just taking the money and putting it into their own pockets is like the most frustrating part of it all. Yeah. Besides the poorly done like freaking like selfie thing that's somehow supposed to remind people and bring awareness because what about the people who don't have those things who don't have people to take selfies with and Mm. you know maybe taking a selfie in front of a yellow background or a bunch of sunflowers just really isn't going to do anything (laughs) yeah and also don't forget like some families do affect the kids with their mental health illnesses so when they're saying oh take a picture with 
you know, your family or friends, again, like some people with like mean friends can also affect them with their like illnesses and stuff. It's it didn't help. It didn't really mm-hmm. help. They did a lot of like fundraisers and they weren't even fundraisers. They were fundraisers for the people who owned the school. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like pretty much every single event was for them. Wait, but didn't they like remember where a lot of the funds were lost because they sent those students out to perform on like a cruise okay. ship? Yes, the cruise. <laughs> they weren't even performing. They weren't even performing. They weren't even performing. They just went on a cruise with okay. school money. A Hawaii cruise. It was like, it was a cruise. And then, okay, they spent so much money on this certain group when we got it for fundraising. And it pissed me off. Like I'm laughing I, in frustration. It's so funny. Like, it's so like, oh. Because they went to New York and saw the play Beetlejuice. Oh, that's right. And Hamilton. And then they had a cruise. Right? Mm-hmm. Then they went to fucking Disneyland. And all of that was happening while we had, like, roach-infested buildings and rats. <laughs> buildings, gas pipe leakage. Electricity going down. <laughs> air conditioning malfunctions. Poor flooding. Buildings were literally falling apart. Black Hold mold. On. I'm sorry, Ross. But I remember the mold. mold. I know. Yeah. I know. I remember the mold. There was mold <laughs> in our building, and they didn't remove it. <laughs> they let it grow. Yeah. But oh yeah, let's let's send this certain group of performers, which aren't even really that good, by the way, around America to do absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yes. And all those funds wasted. They have no talent. They just yell they don't sing they have nothing i hate that so fucking oh my bad. god it's all downhill for for them now good <laughs> hallelujah they hit their peak yeah fun <laughs> times over bitches go to fucking real school and like and like i i don't know if any of these people will hear this but i hope honestly, they do i hope they do we have every right to be haters if you were in an under uh, underfunded department it was it was it was crappy because, okay, so it was literally from, okay, this certain group of people that that the school had trouble. Then it was dance, and then it was Cirque, and then I think it was theater, then visual arts, and then music, as far as funding went. So, like, from who got the most funding to the least amount of funding. Mm-hmm. But theater, like, just regular theater kids... um visual arts and music really got the short end of the stick and and art kids music kids i will say had it the absolute worst because they could not get new instruments they could not get their instruments fixed but like for example like me and cassandra were in visual arts like (laughs) so much (laughs) of what we had came from the fact that our teacher had connections or that our teacher had things or that she was able to get things because if we did not have her, we did not have anything. And the teacher before her, like, she'd struggled to get us stuff. Because, again, that teacher didn't have connections in the art world like she did. It was by chance that we were able to get the stuff that we had. And we could have had that funding. The other departments could have had that funding. But they decided to funnel it into really just showing off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't really, I was a theater kid, but I didn't really notice. 
liked it back then. Like everything seemed it seemed comfortable, but then again at the same time, I feel like you don't really need that many supplies for just an acting class compared to visual arts classes. Yeah. To be honest, mm-hmm. can I be really honest? Mm-hmm. We were both acting class kids. Yeah. I felt like it was just pure BS of what they were spending on because it didn't help us in our classes and it didn't help anything at all. I just didn't know what they had. All they had was three blocks. Yeah. What did the stage. funding go to for their acting class? Because in our acting class, we had like um, like fold out tables and chairs, three blocks, and... That's it. That's and it. And a stage. Oh, like a, <laughs> a handmade stage. Like... um wasn't like a performing stage it was just like yeah, a stage, yeah. like like a slab of wood nailed to like a few boards like yeah that was the stage <laughs> that was the stage <laughs> and like when you stepped on it it like caved in under your feet and it was loud it was just always creaking i just oh. don't get it like where did all the money go when we had it all and i was in photography and film okay let's not talk about, Ooh, let's talk about photography both and film got it bad they were supposed to have the most expensive equipment because we were supposed to have you know cameras real cameras to know how to film and take photos with but you know here comes like the people who take it away and put it in the big groups i'm sorry but i'm gonna stop i'm gonna start talking shit whoever's in that group i really hope you enjoyed it but for us it was a hellhole to do it on our phones and we had to edit on like a, a one computer one mm-hmm. and you yeah. guys are like complaining that you didn't go to like the best disney trip or you complain that your nails are not done it's like well we didn't you know complain about you know one computer we had to share it and we were like totally fine but still for the photography group we were supposed to get five canon cameras and it was like you know around one thousand five hundred dollars for each but they were gone we couldn't get that and then we were supposed to get tripods we didn't get that either we were supposed to get green screens we didn't get that either and let's go to the film we were supposed to get, you know, five more cameras and it had to be like a certain amount of 1,500. We didn't get that either. We were supposed to have better, more MacBooks because, you know, in our school, they weren't working and there was only, you know, one that would work properly. Nope, none. And it just got worse and worse. Like it didn't help us. And so we had to do projects that were so complicated that we had to like need a camera because I remember I was telling Afton, I was like, this is going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. and we use our phones i remember our first one i wish i had it like i would pay money to see it again we made a music video to heathens yes <laughs> <laughs> the structure that school had was so weird because even like the students who were in those groups that were funded with so much money even the teachers had like their hierarchy of students like the favorite students Literally. got like they got the good treatment they got you know they actually got supplies. They got, like, in our film class, they would get the cameras, stuff like that. And it was just so weird. I, I've heard you guys, like, talk about this teacher before, but it is absolutely so true. Because, like, I know someone who, like, was a favorite of this, like, teacher. And, like, she's constantly talking about how much she loved him. And it's like, okay, that's awesome that you had a great experience with this teacher. And, like, it's not to say that he was a bad teacher, but at the same time, like, other students are getting the short end of the stick because of this favoritism problem. And it was like really bad in the, in the, um, in the acting conservatory. So mm-hmm. yeah. I do feel bad for you guys because then if you're like, Oh, I didn't like this teacher when like a bunch of like, like yeah. I want to say like more popular students loved, then it's like, Oh, well you're the problem when mm-hmm. they're literally like, 
like in visual arts, it was less of a problem, but in pretty much every other classroom setting, there was a hierarchy, like, I mean, Afton said, of students that teachers liked from like most to least. And let's talk about the favorites. It pisses me off when a teacher does, and it makes me so upset because they'll be like, oh, we don't have any favorites, but they do. And oh, it makes me like blood, my blood boils like in film act, like in their film class. He had, or he had a favorite, by the way. Oh, yeah. I don't want to call her out, but, you know. And then in our uh, acting class, um, they had multiple favorites. And they chose to work on the certain favorites and not the yeah. others and make them fail. Like, we would workshop our scenes in that acting class. And they would only workshop the scenes of, like, the favorites. And then... We wouldn't have, like, you know, we wouldn't run over our scenes enough times and they wouldn't be, you know, as good as the other ones might have been. And then that affected our grade and it was so weird. It just made no sense because, you know, they had their favorites. And I'm sorry, but there were some people who were so, you know, hypocritical. Is that the word when they say, oh, I don't like this one, but two minutes later they start liking them? Yeah, that's hypocritical, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I know five people who were so hypocritical about the acting teacher, and then they went against it and started acting nice with him because they were he liked them and put him in more plays than anyone else. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling them out. I'm just saying the teacher was pure bullshit. That you know we tried our best, but he focused on the favorites. He cut us out of a show. Yeah. Anyways, if you, if anyone's hearing this and they're like, wow, they're really being mean to, you know, the acting teacher. And I, and I know you guys are thinking about it. They cut, he lied to me and Afton. We told him, hey, you know, we're ready to do a scene and we have our acting together. Can we go to like the special program? Because we had like these, you know, once in a while season programs for each, you know, like, you know school. And he says, oh, sorry, it's kind of full. You guys. It's all right. You can do it next time, but I'll give you a grade for, you know, trying your best to like participate. And then he gave us a zero and said, we refused. And my mom and my dad met him and he totally flip flopped the whole story saying we were not participating because we didn't want to. We had a choice and we said no. And we wanted to get the zero of the grade. It was so weird. My yeah. mom and dad fumed and Af I'm so glad you were there Afton because you were my backup. If I wasn't there, oh my God, my ass would have been kicked. Like you have no <laughs> idea. Like when you were there Afton, I'm so glad you were there. Where was I? <laughs> you were in, you, you were with the winter program. Remember when he said, oh, remember how he lied to my parents? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about that. I was just like, of course you lied. And my mom and dad believed him. But then we told, me and you told him, told my mom and dad, like, no. He, like, totally flip-flopped. And I have a witness. Like, we're not lying. Yeah. It was so bad. Oh, my gosh. We totally, like, flip-flopped from mental health illness to, like, school <laughs> drama. It always <laughs> ends up on our old school. It's so funny. It does. Um, but, like... It's well, I mean, technically, okay, 
this school has had a significant impact on our lives and also yeah. on our mental health. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, literally, that's, like, things that happen at that school have meddled with my psyche in ways no one will ever <laughs> understand. But also, I love it because that's where I met all of you. Oh, Aww. yeah. There's, there is a lot of good that came out of that school. Like, I will say, like, there were good experiences and, like, I got to do things that, well, we got to do things we wouldn't have gotten to do at, like, normal schools. So, Mm -hmm. and again, we've met each other. So, in that sense, there are positive things that came out of it. And I am grateful for, like, the experiences and the chaos and all of it. Yeah. It was fun. It's just, you know, it really did affect us in our daily lives. And it did change our mind perspectives a lot. Mm-hmm. it messed me up so I'm not good with like change like but with that school our class would be in like one building downtown in like a really weird part of the building and mm-hmm. they just leave you to go find it like it's up to you yeah literally literally so it, like it like it brought up like to our anxiety of like trying to find yeah. it until you have a certain time limit don't forget you have a time limit you only have 15 minutes 10 minutes, not 10 minutes minutes to go from to walk like, okay, the furthest was like a mile to literally like walk a mile to your next class. 10 minutes. And then don't forget about the tardy slips. Oh Mm. my God. The tardy slips made me so mad. I remember we took a demerit pad. (laughs) Oh, I remember. (laughs) I think I still have my demerit. The one you gave me. That was my first demerit. I want to know what like where they bought their like demerit pads, and I want uh, I want to buy them in bulk and like. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about like what we developed during our old high school. <laughs> I developed stress too I much agree. for a middle schooler. I literally mm-hmm. develop panic disorder. Like I literally <laughs> develop chronic panic attacks because of encore. <laughs> what's the what's the type of disorder where you're like so scared of like whatever happens so you're like your movement goes faster sonic no 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 not sonic it's like i don't know it is an anxiety because like you start like thinking like something bad's gonna happen to you and then like you turn around when you hear a certain noise that like will scare you all the time that's more of a symptom and less of a disorder because like Mm -hmm. you could be like paranoid about things and that okay. could be a symptom of a lot of things, including anxiety. And, like, okay. like my panic attacks, for example, like, they were a symptom of my anxiety, and that became their whole own problem within themselves. So, it depends. It's a, it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> this yeah. has many relationships are. We had good memories, but then again, there comes some bad ones that I fucking hate. Do you have any positive memories? I feel like it's been so negative. Yeah, oh. let's share some good ones. When we saw the dead rat. Why is that positive? Because <laughs> that was funny. I have a positive one. Um, okay, any, literally any time we've gone to the, like, like, okay, literally a few years ago today, because I saw on my Instagram memories, we were at a show for this certain group of people <gasps> that got funding. Oh, literally yeah. today. Um, and was in that- eighth grade. Um, also, um, I think my, one of my favorite memories, like, is the art kids got going to Laguna Beach and, um, yes. on our last day of school with Miss James, which was like so sad. 
But I was crying. We, I was so sad. But we, like, stayed in our class pretty much all day and made this, like, giant table with the art tables in the back by the bathroom. And, like, that was so fun because I could just, like, stay there and, like, enjoy the time I had left with my, like, amazing art teacher. So that was a really fun day. Was it that the 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 show you were talking about the one where we were sitting next to each other and we saw that one kid holding up um recording with their chromebook yeah and then they yelled something what did they yell but then they got the whole like deans looking after them <laughs> they yelled <laughs> bullshit oh, oh yeah. yeah 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 i i sat next to him in my um in my environmental science class well deserved what was the girl was saying like um it was the bullying thing which was so yeah. funny yeah. they were like saying i was bullied by being ugly but now i'm beautiful as a beautiful butterfly and then we just hear it was the freckle, it was the freckle thing with the cookies and like she was like oh blah 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 like and i was bullied and blah 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 but uh i think the whole reason that that um the guy yelled that was because they um they were in fact bullied by the person who was saying that they were bullied <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just so interesting how, like, our old schools kind of just, you know, gave us these, like, upcoming events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we're changing a lot now with our mental stability. Like, I know I got a little better. Like, I know, like, back then in my eighth grade year, I think, like, I got way worse. And then that's why I was, like, so subconscious about everything and so, like, worried about my weight and then like worried about like what are p- other people are thinking and you know I still have it like right mm-hmm. now but it's not very like hard as it is back then because you know this is a new school um but I think now I feel a little better you know like a mm-hmm. new change and we're okay listen and we're 12th grades right now we're t- yeah we're basically graduating and we don't need to see these bitches ever again I'm so excited I know, but, you know, we got college. That's our next chapter, and, you know, there's more to the future, and I think that's what it is. So is this the end of our pot? No, wait, hold on. Like, this is the end of, like, the episode right now. Hold on. Forever. I rat chat forever. Oh, my God. Watch, one of us is going to leave, and it's probably going to be me. Why would you say that? (laughs) Like, those sad, like, okay, bye's. Okay, bye-bye. Like you get voted sad. out. <laughs> it does a eviction notice. Like shit, I got voted out, in Big Brother. There's only room for three. Oh, all right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed our little podcast about uh, mental health awareness week. Um, we did. I did like how we shared stories, and you know, we and I like how we described a lot what what we, you know go through kind of and how we feel but at the same time again this is our future and we're creating it right now and it's every single year that we grow up it's a new chapter in our life so there it is like you know we're starting brand new each year i know i don't like that i'm an adult literally and then my parents still tell me to go to bed (laughs) i'm like come on give me something I'm 18 now. I can do what I want, mom. <laughs> Literally at nine o'clock, there's a like a they make their rounds. So like time for bed. Nine o'clock. It's like jail. <laughs> like out. <laughs> I had a dream where my phone got crushed by a car and I started crying. Really? 
I keep having dreams where my teeth fall out, and it's so scary. Ooh. Oh, Corbin, no. Corbin, yes. I dreamt about Coco last night for some reason. Your dog. <gasps> oh. I had a cold dream about her last night. It was so random, but it was literally just like us hanging out at your house, and like Coco was there for some reason. It was really random. I was. No I meant to tell you. Wait, I'm sorry to cry right now. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't want to upset you. No, it's good. But I didn't want to tell you I had a dream about her. Because I was thinking about her yesterday, so. Yeah. Oof, wait, that got me crying. Holy shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you're good. It's just, oh, it just, what's it called? Like, I heard, like, a little sneeze, and I, like, I literally thought it was Coco for a minute, and. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry right now. But it was, like, a faint little video I have of her sneezing, and I just thought of it. So I just thought, she's there, and walking over me and i just i missed her yeah i'm sorry i'm crying right now no it's okay (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) it's hard it's hard i get it yeah she just she was there and i loved her she just you know every time i was sick and every time when i was going through stuff she was just always there and Mm. i just i that dog was just everything to me she was like my helper and everything you know yeah, it was really hard for me when I had to say goodbye. All right, no more crying. I'm crying <laughs> right now. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hope y'all... <laughs> I hope y'all like this episode of our emotional wreck you know, Green Ribbon Week, Mental Health Awareness Week, and we would just like to say that we're always here for support and we always will be there for anyone who has it as well. And this is the Ratchet signing out. Bye. Bye. Bye.